Daniel Long for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this guy back. He's a friend. He's a former sheriff. He's District 22 Republican, the great state of Texas. It's Troy Nails. Troy, how are you? Good to see you. Good to be with you, Pags. Always an honor to be on the program. I had people immediately um, uh, hit me up yesterday. Nails is here at Mar-a-Lago. So uh, the last time we saw each other was at the Palm Beach mansion of the former president, uh, Mar-a-Lago. It was a great time seeing 2,000 mules and uncovering exactly what probably happened in 2020. Um, Tell me about the atmosphere yesterday. Did you know going in that he was going to definitely announce? Well, we had a, I mean, I had a good indication, a good idea that, we're not going to bring 500 energized people into this room attending, you know, going to Mar-a-Lago and, and for, for nothing. Uh, so I, I was just so excited. You know, the uh, he walked in. He walked in with that beautiful bride of his. He had the family come on in there. And I tell you, when you listen to his speech, Joe, his speech was fantastic. He it stayed was. on point. He talked about what he wanted to do. He wants to save this country. This administration's destroying it. He wants to make America great again. And I just loved it. I enjoyed it. It was it was electric, is what it was. For those who, who don't assume, we're talking about former President Donald J. Trump. What's interesting is, Troy, and I wonder what you think about this. The left is trying to make us think that there's some Trump versus DeSantis thing going on, which I don't really think there is. I mean, a couple of words were said, but so what? I think that DeSantis does a great job in Florida. Trump has done a great job for this country. Without Trump, DeSantis probably doesn't win in 2018. So there can't really be some rift, but they want there to be one. Is that what you see happening? They're going to try to pit everybody now against Trump since he he's announced? I do. I think uh, Trump is the leader of our party. And when you look at Trump's policies... The four years he was president, this country was on cruise control. We didn't see the crises that we have right now in our country, even globally, under Trump. Trump had everything in check. We went, we weren't, obviously, Putin didn't go into the Ukraine under Trump. So, no, I think the ones that are trying to cause this rift between he and DeSantis are the establishment hacks and those that don't want Trump back. They're the never-Trumpers. So they're out there supporting DeSantis, trying to get him juiced up. To, to run against Donald Trump because they just don't like him. They never liked him. Uh, and, and Trump has always fought the establishment. Yeah. So I, I think it's individuals like that uh, that, that want him bought. And even what's funny, Joe, as I think, is the far left. They're beating yes. up on Trump. Listen, if you want a free and fair election, you clobbered him by 7 million votes, 70 electors. That's a Texas ass whooping. Why wouldn't you want him to come back? They're afraid of him, buddy. Well, you know, uh, uh, it's funny because I'm hearing two different sides of that story. I want to get into it in earnest in a second. The name of the book, by the way, is It's the Big Fraud, right? Yes, sir, The Big Fraud. I'm going to to show that full screen. The Big Fraud, get it on Amazon. It's Representative Troy Nails. And, And in this, you talk about 2020 and you talk about January 6th as well, right? That's right, because what you're hearing, the January 6th, it's 10 chapters. President Trump endorsed the book. He said it's a must-read for all Americans, promotes it on Truth Social. Went the number one on Amazon in elections a couple weeks ago, so nice. it's doing very, very well But because it, it exposes truth. It's all about the truth about January 6th because this sham committee under Betty Thompson, Liz Cheney, bye-bye, you're gone, we'll see you, you're out of here. And, and, and the Democrats are just trying to blame Donald Trump for everything. The book obviously lays it out there. It wasn't Donald Trump. It's not his fault. The intelligence was there. The leadership of the Capitol Police failed to secure our nation's capital that day because they sat on the intelligence. Well, And the thing is, when you ask anybody in the DOJ, uh, how many FBI agents were there that day? They won't answer. Hey, wh- where's Ray Epps? Can we, can we talk to Ray Epps? They won't answer that. So uh, there's something very awry with January 6th. And if you step back from it, Troy, if we go 10,000 feet in the air and, and I ask a simple question, who benefited from January 6th? 
And the answer is Joe Biden. It wasn't Donald Trump because January 6th was going to be a constitutional challenge of some electors by the House and by the Senate that's allowed by the Constitution. You absolutely can challenge an election or some electors. And all of that stopped because of the riot at January 6th. So I can't wait to read your book. I want to see what your insight is on this. But at the end of the day, Biden benefited. Trump didn't get anything out of January 6th. That's right. But the, but the left, they just want to blame Donald Trump for everything. Joe, I was one of the five that Leader McCarthy asked to be on that select committee. He asked me to be on the select committee. Leader McCarthy asked me to produce a document for him examining all the testimony that was done in the Senate hearings related to January 6th. I provided him 14 pages. I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. And I'm an old lawman, a sheriff of eight years in, in Fort Bend County, Texas, a big organization. So I've analyzed this up and down every which angle, every which way. And what I discovered is that the leadership of the Capitol Police knew the Capitol itself. The Capitol itself was the target. They knew there was going to be a high propensity for violence. They knew there were extremist groups on both sides there, white supremacist groups, and they did nothing with it. They did nothing with it. The 1,840 members of the Capitol Police, they weren't prepared to deal with that day because nobody from the intelligence section shared with them that, hey, the Capitol's a target. We're going to have a problem. Right. And when you look at when these people converged uh, up Constitution, Independence, one up there at the reflection pond, what was keeping them away? What was what was the barricade? It was a bicycle rack, Joe. Yeah. It was a bicycle rack that couldn't keep your cat in your yard. Yeah. How did you think you would keep thousands of people from entering our nation's capital? And we know from, from Cash Patel, the former chief of staff of the DOD, that President then President Donald Trump, two days before on the fourth, um, offered up ten to twenty thousand National Guard troops to not only Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police who rejected it, but also to Muriel Bowser, the mayor of DC and the DC police, and they also rejected it. And by the way, there's proof. There's a paper trail. He was in the Oval Office when this was decided, and they turned it down. Now you can't just send the National Guard in unless it's requested and they turned down the offer. I mean that tells you something as well. Do you think we'll ever find out the truth about what really happened that day? I hope so, and I hope we have committee hearings on it when we take the majority over, because now we are the majority on January 3rd, and it fall up underneath the government oversight reform and judiciary. But yeah. I talked to General Walker. General Walker was, a, was the a commanding general of the National Guard on January 6th. Now he's the House Sergeant at Arms. We've had opportunities to have conversation. And I said, the January 3rd assessment by the Capitol Police, I have a copy of it. There's a paragraph in there, what I stated earlier, about the Capitol itself was the target, yes. propensity for violence. They knew it was going to get horrible up here. Tens of thousands of people are going to be here. There's a paragraph in it. I said, General, an entry-level law enforcement officer would have said, we got a problem, folks. You would have had the National Guard here on January 4th. And the general said, he said to me, if the National Guard, if his troops would have been on our nation's capital on January 4th, like they should have had with the intelligence they had, January 6th would have never happened. Yep. January 6th, folks, should have never happened. It was a leadership failure, a law enforcement failure on the Capitol Police, and Nancy Pelosi has something to do with it. It's U.S. Representative Troy Nails, District 22 Republican, great state of Texas. Get his book called The, the Big Fraud. Um, there it is right there. Go and grab that on Amazon. It's a, it's doing great in the elections uh, category. Let, let me bring up a full screen, Troy. I don't know that you've seen this. Um, I tweeted this last night. I'm not sure if you saw it, but NPR reacted to President, former President Donald Trump announcing that he'll run again in 2024 this way. Breaking. Donald Trump, who tried to overthrow the results of the 2020 presidential election and inspired a deadly riot at the Capitol in a desperate attempt to keep himself in power, has filed to run for president again in 2024. Troy, your reaction. 
no funding. There should be no taxpayer money, no right. federal funding going to NPR. Shame on them. But this is just another dishonest media news outlet. This is what they all are. Why is NPR so afraid of Donald Trump? My goodness gracious, folks. The Democrats clobbered him, right? They want a free and fair election. There was no fraud in the election. It wasn't rigged. You won by 7 million, elect 7 million votes and 70 electors. Why wouldn't you want Donald Trump to come back? Because NPR, <laughs> the people know, the 2020 election was rigged, Joe. It was. I love how you just said that. Uh, think about this. This is a minute after he made the announcement that they posted this. Uh, actually, eight minutes. It's 9.08 p.m. Eastern Time. Eight minutes after he made the announcement. And actually, he made the announcement that he's actually going to run about two minutes in. So six minutes later, they had this ready to go because they're scared to death of the guy. And here's the interesting part. People on our side, Troy, literally are saying that Trump shouldn't run again. They say that the left wants him to run because he's so easily beatable. You see the reaction immediately from NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNBC, NPR, and these other idiots. They're scared to death of him, and they should be, shouldn't they? That's right, because he got 74 million votes, and he's going to get more than 74 million. And that's what it's really going to take to win the election, because there, there should not be any more national declaration, emergency declaration for COVID, right? Right. So you can't make ballot by mail, universal ballot by mail, which pretty much was it was in 2020. So no, they don't want Donald Trump to come back. He's the leader of the Republican Party. They are afraid of him. They know they know the, the election was rigged in 2020. They don't want him coming back. He's the leader of our party. I couldn't be more excited for him. I'm all in. I sat on my horse. Donald Trump, 2024. I'm with you. It's uh, Representative Troy Nails, uh, District 22, Republican in the great state of Texas. Uh, I've got to ask you about um, uh, about the entire setup of the Congress now. I think we should have gotten the Senate. It should have been 53 or 54 Republicans. I think there are shenanigans in, in Arizona. I'm not really sure what happened yet. Hopefully, we'll find out. There's going to be a recount in a couple of races there. Uh, but the, the fact is, though, Mitch McConnell, who just got voted back in as the Senate Majority Leader, Troy, you know this. This guy didn't spend any money at all on Blake Masters. It was $73 million for Mark Kelly versus not 8 or $9 million for Blake Masters. In Nevada, the same thing happened. In, in Alaska, Mitch McConnell is dumping money in to help Lisa Murkowski, who's a moderate you know, lefty-righty Republican, versus Kelly Chewbacca, a Trump Republican. What do, you, what do you make of Mitch McConnell and the RNC not appearing to do enough to get the Senate? Interesting. And, and so he has some competition, right? McConnell didn't like Senator Scott. Yeah. And so Scott gets beat. Now, I guess he took the leadership positions from him. It's like, you right. ever challenge me, young man, I'll beat you down and I'll take everything. I'll strip everything away from you. Shame on Mitch McConnell. I think he's a failure. I think they got problems over there. Now, in the House of Representatives, obviously, we won. We're the majority over there. Mitch McConnell, you didn't do very good over there, buddy. You lost the seat. What are you doing? They need they need serious, strong leadership over there. Obviously, they don't have it with McConnell, but I guess he just gets to pick and choose his winners and losers. He picks and chooses the people that are going to keep him in power. That's what he does. Yeah, but Troy, so, it, appeared, it appeared as though he literally was dumping money in races against the Trump-picked candidate. What is he doing? Is it an R and R and R? Is it a conservative, conservative, conservative? Why, why would he want? It almost was like Mitch McConnell didn't want to win the Senate to prove a point. 
Well, he feels that he won't. I tell you what, he didn't probably want anybody that 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 were uh, a Trumper. Trumpies. Yes. You call me a Trumpy. I guess you call me a Trumpy. So he didn't want anybody to be a Trumpy coming in there because then they're going to challenge some of his foolish and irresponsible decisions. They're going to hold him accountable. So he wants everybody to just be in lockstep with him. And that's the way he's going to continue to to lead that organization. You just find good foot soldiers that will stand at the position of attention when you walk into the room. Shame on him. He's got problems over there. They got to fix it. But what can, you, what can you guys do in the House? You've got the majority now. I know that there's going to be oversight on January 6th. That stupid committee is going to go away. I know Fauci is going to be called in. The NIH, the CDC, the FDA, everybody's got to be called in. I would love to see the, the CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna called in when it comes to COVID. I mean, all of those things are going to happen. But what can you literally do when it comes to stopping this ridiculous spending that's going on? Because the House can say, we're going to defund the 87000 um, uh, new tax agents. We're, we could, we're going to stop sending $38 billion to Ukraine, and if the Senate doesn't agree, you can't stop it. Well, I, we, we do have the power of the purse here over appropriations, yes. and, and uh, Leader uh, McCarthy, who will be the speaker, has stated one of the first businesses uh, of January 3rd is, is, is repeal, get rid of that 87,000 IRS agents to go after the American people. So I think that Leader McCarthy, he's going to be the speaker. We have Steve Scalise. I think he's He's very well respected. He's going to be a great majority uh, leader. And then we've got Tom Emmer now as the whip. We had a very contentious uh, uh, fought out uh, election uh, yesterday with, yeah. with the whip's position. So we just got to hold our leadership accountable. And today we've been in hearings and meetings all day talking about conference rules. So I think that we're, we're building some unity here. Yes, there were 31 that voted against. Uh, Speaker McCarthy to be the leader in our, our little meeting, but it doesn't really matter until January 3rd. You're not going to have 31 people voting against uh, Leader McCarthy to be Speaker. He's going to be the Speaker of the House. We're going to we're going to hold him accountable. He understands just how important it is having three or four seat majority. He's not comfortable with that when everybody said it'd be 25 to 30. So right. he's going to have to work with the House Freedom Caucus, and I'm a member of the House Freedom Caucus, and so we're we're going to hold our leadership accountable and put the American people first. Are we gonna are we go, are we gonna see the kind of oversight that the American people need when it comes to COVID, when it comes to January sixth, when it comes to uh, stopping drilling and, and and ending fossil fuels? We've got such a radical agenda coming out of the White House, and now the Senate's going to be able to continue to push that. Can you guys put the brakes on? Yeah, we're going to have two great speakers. A government oversight reform will be uh, Representative Comer. He's going to do a great job. He's going to be the chair. And then, of course, my favorite, Jim Jordan. He's going to be the chair of judiciary. I'm fighting to get on that committee because I think we need to have Christopher Ray, Garland, Mayorkas. We need to have them all. We need to have Fauci. We need to have Hunter and the laptop in front of our committees because the people in my district, they demand answers. You haven't been getting any answers from the dishonest media. This administration has covered it all up. They've covered up Hunter. They protected Hunter. We need to get them all in front of our committees to get true answers. Whether you talk about the CEIs, CEOs from Pfizer and Moderna, yeah, we should have conversations with them as well. So we need to have a lot of investigations because our people, our people demand it. U.S. Representative Troy Nails, District 22, Republican, great state of Texas. Um, make sure you get this book. It's called The Big Fraud. Uh, you can show it again if you still have it right there, Troy, if you don't mind. Uh, go and get this book right now, The Big Fraud. It's uh, number one in the election category a few weeks ago on Amazon. Go and get this. What, one last question. I don't know if you've looked into this at all, um, but this FTX crypto guy, it, 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 the allegation that's being made, and if you don't know anything about this yet, just let me know. Allegations being made that he somehow was taking money uh, from Ukraine to finance some Democrats 
in their re-election campaign for the midterms. Is there any line that you can see connecting our money, taxpayer money, going to Ukraine, somehow funneled to this guy who then financed Democrats? Is there anything to that, Troy? Well, number one, his last name is Bankman. I know a little bit about the guy. <laughs> his name is Bankman. There you go. He banking it. You know, uh, the fact is, is that he was the number two donor under George Soros. George yeah. Soros was number one, and he gave the Democrats a ton of money, he gave them millions of dollars, millions. So I think that we need to look at this guy as well. And I am so glad, Joe, I am so comfortable in my no vote for Ukraine. I yes. wasn't going to give him $40 billion. It's not like I don't support the people of the Ukraine, but we shouldn't even be in the Ukraine when you had Donald Trump in office. Putin exposed the weakness of this administration. So now the American people, there's an open checkbook. Now yeah. Biden wants another billions and billions of dollars. When is it going to stop? There is no end state. There is no end game. There's no strategy with this administration as it deals with Putin and the Ukraine. Right. And it's got to stop. And we don't need a third world war, too. Zelensky put out a little video the other day blaming Russia for the missile in the Poland. We got to be very careful about this because Putin is a savory character. He's a murderer, but at least Donald Trump kept him in check. Yes. Donald and, Trump kept him in check. And by the way, we found out that was a defense missile from Ukraine. It was not a Russian missile. So that whole thing could have started, it could have sparked a war. And thank God we investigated and found out first. Troy, come back anytime. I love having you on. It's a U.S. Representative Troy Nails. Thanks a million, man. Go and get the big fraud. And, and uh, popping on today uh, at, at the last minute to get all this news out there was excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. God bless you and all your listeners and viewers. Right back at you, brother. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate the representative coming on with his uh, his insight into what happened last night, what's happening in the House and the Senate. Let's do some pop culture. Up. Dirty pop. Talk to me, Apollo. So I thought this was kind of interesting because you've brought this up before, but you know how you mentioned the CNN whenever they do their New Year's Eve coverage that most of the time everybody seems like they've been drinking a they're, lot. They're drunk. They're yeah, drunk. so I guess now they're saying that they're not going to allow that to happen anymore. <laughs> It only took four years of yeah. a drunken Don Lemon. Come on, man. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a good move, I think. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.